0: Welcome to the Palm Harvest Podcast. We are a community in Costa Mesa, California. To know more about us, visit our website, palmharvest.com. To follow along with today's message, download the Palm Harvest app and click on Sermon Notes. Thank you for listening.
1: You know, when you read the Bible, one of the things you'll, you'll read about Jesus or notice about Jesus is the scriptures tell us that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. He often withdrew to kind of out-of-the-way uh, areas with His disciples to connect relationally with each other as well as connect with His Heavenly Father. Beto and David and I have escaped up here to this this Lake uh, Gregory cabin for a bit of a retreat to do some planning long-term for this year and what maybe what God has for us as a church family. It's also a time for us to kind of exhale and recharge our batteries. So I say all that to encourage you today to maybe consider this retreat as a bit of a... uh, or this broadcast is a bit of a retreat for yourself. So you might be sitting on your couch, you might have your cup of coffee in hand, you might be traveling traveling to or fro, but I really want you to just pause right now and ask this question. If you're on retreat, what do you think God has in store for you today? You know, through this broadcast, are you expectant that God might show up and, and touch your light? I hope you are, and I hope you will be. And so I'm gonna lead us in a time of prayer, just a simple prayer. It's a prayer of of recalibration, a prayer of refreshment, a prayer of renewal, which I hope this broadcast will will do for you and in you. But it's also a prayer of just invitation for us to say, hey God, come and touch my heart. I'm expectant and I'm inviting you to refresh me on this, this retreat. So with hands open, put all your digital devices down, set them aside, your Bible, whatever the case may be. Hands open, heart open, mind open. If you wanna close your eyes to shut out the distraction around you, you can do that. I'll do that with you. Just pray this prayer in your part. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And God, give us today our daily bread and forgive my sins as I forgive the sins of those against me. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. For your kingdom exists for all eternity. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. talk right now. cause you to rejoice? You know, what kind of things do you get excited about? This past week here in the United States, we inaugurated, we swore into office, our 46th president of the United States along with the vice president. So Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were now into taking over kind of the government. Was that an event that caused some of you to rejoice? Or maybe when you think about rejoicing, for those of you who are grandparents, does the birth of a grandchild cause you to rejoice? And I'm curious, do you rejoice the same way with the first grandchild as you do with the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth? What causes you to rejoice? You know, maybe a weekend at a friend's cabin like this up in the mountains is reason for you to re- rejoice. Or maybe when you look at the landscape of our interest rates right now in in, uh, the United States, you know, you can refi your mortgage for at 1.875% right now. Crazy stuff. Is that cause for you to rejoice? Can I offer you an even better reason to rejoice? In fact, it's our big idea for our conversation today. And that is this, that God loves me and God loves you even though we are sinners. Oh, oh, that's reason to rejoice. God loves me even though I am a sinner. Now, if you have a Bible, look at verse 6 in Romans chapter 5. This is what we read. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might be, perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Now, if you're a Bible underliner, a verse underliner, this verse, verse eight, is a verse that you wanna highlight and I would encourage you to really memorize if you've not done so already. That God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners do y'all remember who the bible writer here in Romans is writing to he's writing to a group of Jews right these Jewish converts these early Christians of of the early church now why do I always make a big deal about context well it's because once you understand the contents context it helps you sort of understand the meaning behind the words to which somebody is saying so let me give you a modern day example if i were to say to you um i can't talk right now i can't talk right now what do i mean by that well Maybe some of you have on your, your, your phone that when you're driving in your car and somebody sends you a text, maybe you have this automatic response that immediately goes out to the, to the sender that says, I can't talk right now. I'm driving in my car. I can't talk right now. Or maybe you get a phone call and, 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 and you say to your friend, hey, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of something, right? Uh, I, I can't be distracted right now. I can't talk right now. I'll call you back in 15 minutes. I can't talk right now. Or maybe you get a phone call from somebody and and you go, I can't talk right now because there's somebody in the room next to you. Hey, how'd your date go with so and so? I can't talk right now. Why? Because they're standing in the in the room with you. I can't talk right now. Or or what do I mean when I say I can't talk right now? I mentioned earlier how we're at 4,600 feet elevation here in in Lake Gregory, California, and. We I live in Costa Mesa, California, which is basically sea level, and so when we come up to to this friend, my friend's uh, cabin, his lake cabin, there are 46 steps from the driveway up to the entrance to the kind of the porch area of of his uh, entrance to, to to his this home. 46 steps, I know because I counted them, and and would you believe that by the time I get from the the driveway up to the porch area. If you were to call me, I would say, I can't talk right now. It's because literally, I can't talk right now. I'm out of breath, I I can't breathe. This altitude, oh, it's, it's getting me. I can't talk right now. Context is so important for understanding what a person means behind the words that they say. to understand context in order to understand what the Bible writer is telling us. So the context context is he's writing to a group of Jews. And if you know anything about the Jewish faith, you understand that living a person's life according to sort of the tenets of the law, the Ten Commandments, was super important. I mean, if anything, this whole idea of trying to earn one's salvation through works is, is what the Bible writer is 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 he's talking to this group of people that live their life who try to earn their, their, sort of their salvation by works. But what he's telling them and what he's telling us is that God loves me even though I'm a sinner. Even though I try to live the perfect life, even though I try to treat people with kindness, even though I try to be respectful and not even yell at my kids. I flub, right? I trip up once in a while. The Bible writer is reminding us that God loves us even though we're sinners. And friends, that's a reason to rejoice. Look again at verse six. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now don't let the simplicity of this statement escape you. This is really, this is really refreshing, this is really important. He says, Christ came at just the right time and died for me and for you as a sinner. Now most people, he says, we've already read this, might be willing to die for an upright person, they might even be willing to die for somebody who's especially good, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Now think about the the extraordinary element of that statement. You know, I don't know if any of you have ever been a victim of crime or if you've ever been violated by somebody or maybe someone you know has been violated. If, if, If there was a criminal on death row because of something that they did to you or to something that they did to your loved one, would you willingly give up your life in order to save theirs? Jesus did. You know, if a complete stranger, if you knew that a complete stranger was about to get hit by a bus and and die, and someone said, listen, you have the opportunity to save their life and, and take their place, if you will, would you do that? Would you give up your life for a complete stranger? I'm not sure I would, but you know what? Jesus did. The Bible says here that Jesus died for me, that he he, he took my place, that he took the penalty for my, my crime. You know, Paul writes, the, the Bible writer here by the name of Paul, he says, we wouldn't even necessarily die for a good person, let alone an upright person, and yet God loves me even though I'm a sinner somebody say amen to that friend that's a reason to rejoice verse 8 again it says God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for me while I was still a sinner verse 9 and since we've been made with with made right with God and since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. So in other words, because of the work that Jesus did on the cross for my sins, I can know that I will escape God's wrath. I can know that I will escape going to hell. I will escape condemnation. And I know that my security and future home is in heaven. Verse 10, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Verse 11, last verse. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Church, because of the cross, in spite of my sin, the Bible writer tells me that God invites me to be his friend. I want you to picture in your mind the face of a friend. Maybe they're sitting next to you on the couch or in the living room where you might be tuning in to this broadcast, but think in your mind, the face of a friend, someone who, who you love and who is really holds a special place in your heart. What makes your friendship unique? What makes that friendship special? I would imagine one of the things that makes your friendship unique with this special person is just the simple fact that you enjoy spending time with each other, am I right? that somehow this 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 that this this relationship is life giving for you it, it it you get more out of it necessarily than maybe what you you put in there's this sort of this mutual give and take right in this relationship i mean take this cabin mountain cabin uh, that we're at right now recording from because of this you know the news that i got that my uh my res- my reservation out in the desert had been canceled i reached out to a, a friend and i said hey I know that you guys have a mountain cabin, is there any chance that the staff and I could come up for a couple of days for some prayer and some refreshment and and to spend some time thinking and dreaming about 2021 and what maybe God has for us? Well, what did they say? First they said, well, let's check the calendar and make sure it's available. And they said, sure, come on up. Why? Because that's what friends do. Friends are generous with their stuff. Friends are, are generous with their possessions it's a give-and-take relationship. Now I can assure you that even though my friends were very generous with allowing us to stay here rent-free even, I'm gonna make sure that it's super clean when we leave, that, it, that maybe it's even cleaner than it was when we got here. Why? Because friendships are a give-and-take kind of relationship. God invites us, the Bible writer tells us, God invites us to be his friend. Do you realize how incredibly amazing that is? That even though I'm a sinner, even though I fall short and I stumble and I blub from time to time, that God calls me his friend. That through Christ, even though I'm a sinner, he wants me, he invites me to be a friend, his friend. And brothers and sisters, that is reason. That's reason to rejoice. to write down two statements somewhere in the palm harvest app or somewhere in your notes write down these two statements free not condemned free not condemned that's statement number one and then the second statement is friend not enemy friend not enemy. look at verse nine this is where we get the free not condemned we read this and since we have been made right in God's sight, by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. I referenced this already: how because of Jesus, brothers and sisters, even though I'm a sinner, God considers me to be free. He offers me a pardon. He doesn't give me the the pay, cause me to to maybe pay the price for my, my sin. I'm not a condemned man, I'm a free man. Free, not condemned. God offers me freedom. You know how different that is from what the devil offers us? The devil beats us up, does he not? The devil loves it when we, when we fail and the devil loves to remind us over and over and over again of how we maybe the mistakes that we made in our past, even mistakes that are from our childhood for those of us who are adults. The devil wants us to believe that that we don't have anything to offer. The devil wants us to believe that in God's eyes that we we have nothing to contribute to his kingdom. And and, and I just want to suggest to you, to say to you, to remind you that based upon what the Bible writer says is that the devil's a liar. Because Bible says that I'm free, not condemned. I invite you to think about that and dwell on that truth Within this context, this is a brand new year that we are stepping into. And I want to urge you to take some time this week to think about what goals might God have for you this coming year. What new steps, what new adventures, what new things lie on your horizon that the devil wants to remind you and suggest that you don't qualify for? But because you're free, because you're forgiven, because you're not condemned. God has something special for you. You are free, not condemned. And then look at what he finally says here in verse 11. He says, so now we can rejoice. We can rejoice in this new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Isn't that amazing? That God considers me to be his friend, not his enemy? So as God's friend, how are you going to live this year? You know, as God's friend, as the one who is forgiven, how will you build upon that? You know, what are your hopes and dreams for this year? Do you know? Have you spent any time on retreat thinking about that? this year in 2021, you know, how do you want to grow in your your friendship with God? Let me give you a couple of options. You know, as we're up here in the the mountains on this retreat, one of the things that we've been discussing as a staff is how do we even make this broadcast, this digital, you know, conversation more interactional? You know, one of the things I've loved about coming here is that our friends were able to kind of add their contribution, kingdom contribution to, to this whole experience. And and maybe for those of you who are tuning in from other places, you want to invite us to come to your place. Like for example, some of you are tuning in from South Dakota. Would you consider inviting us to come in, maybe come to Mitchell, South Dakota, and we'll do the broadcast in front of the Corn Palace. How cool would that be? Mitchell Peeps, are you up for that? Or for those of you tuning in from the Black Hills, maybe say, hey, yeah, we would love for you to come and and we'll do something in the foothills of Mount Rushmore. Maybe go up to Iron Lake, (laughs) Iron Creek Lake and and do a broadcast from there. Some of you are tuning in from North Dakota. Maybe we go to Sibley Lake and in the process of going to Sibley Lake, we swing into the prison, the state prison. Maybe you can arrange for us to do a service We'll bring David and Beto and maybe the band. We'll do a broadcast from the state prison there and bring the love of Jesus. What does God put in your hands, so to speak, that you could contribute to this interactional experience? For those of you who are here local, do you have a favorite retreat setting that you love to go to 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 recharge your batteries? Maybe it's a coffee house or maybe it's a, a location on the beach. Maybe that's something that we could do together, all in the effort of trying to grow as a community, all in this effort to try to build upon this truth that God loves us. Even though we're sinners, God loves us, He's given us freedom, not condemnation. He's called us friends, not enemy. All in the effort to bring the love of Jesus to those who need to hear the message. You know, many of you are tuning in from afar. Maybe one of the steps for you to grow this coming year is to become a member of Palm Harvest. Maybe, maybe one of the things we're talking about is we'll create these on-demand kind of membership classes. And in these classes, you know, we'll, we'll teach people how to read the Bible and, and how to pray and how to listen to the voice of God's Holy Spirit how to meditate, how to how to memorize scripture, all kinds of things to grow in our relationship with God. Maybe, maybe as you think about 2021, maybe that's something that you want to consider becoming more of a, a participant per se, and less of an observer. God loves me in spite of my sin, and so he invites me and you to continue to move forward and build and grow and expand his kingdom.
0: Just to love. You are alive Heaven me sir Life grinds out darkness You rose again You are alive Heaven me sir Life grinds out darkness You rose again You are
1: God be inviting you to forgive this year? Anybody come to mind? We are free, not condemned. We are free. We are friend, not enemy. And in the same way that Jesus has set the standard for us, maybe we should offer that same standard to other people. How do you want to grow in 2021? That's my invitation for you to consider this coming week. So let's close this, this conversation with prayer. Let's, uh, as we spend some time, as you think about spending some time this week on that conversation, let's on that question, let's ask God for his help. So again, hands open, palms open, mind open. Pray this in your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I wanna grow this coming year, 2021. God, thank you for loving me with all my baggage. Thank you for loving me in spite of my faults. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to forgive my sins and to reclaim me and to call me your friend. And so God, as your friend, I want to offer you whatever I have. So I pray that this coming week, as I spend some time thinking about what that might look like, I want to thank you in advance for the ideas that you're going to put in my mind and my heart that I can use along with my Palm Harvest family to bring glory to your name, so that others too might experience for themselves the gift of eternal life. God, we love you. God, we praise you. We thank you for the creation of this mountain retreat, and we thank you for the way you're gonna refresh us, not only today, but as we move forward through this week. It's in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Palm Harvest podcast. We would love to get to know you. So download the Palm Harvest app for free and fill out our connection card. Your continued support helps us spread hope around the world. You can also give in our app and find out more about our community.